Hi everyone! What the heck is up? And welcome to the podcast and welcome back if you are a returning listener. My name is Katrina and I am an intuitive healer. I'm a Simra practitioner and a Qigong instructor. And this podcast that you're listening to right here was created with the intention to share information and help you hold space for yourself to awaken your own inner healer. So thank you so much for joining. I'm so grateful that you're here with me. In this week's episode, I'm going to be sharing all about my experience hiring my first life coach and everything that it taught me about myself throughout the whole process. Even if you're not necessarily looking to work with a life coach right now or an intuitive healer or outsource any type of service, this episode is still so juicy because it really focuses on the importance of listening to your soul's calling and learning how to say yes to yourself even when it may feel scary or ridiculous and completely absurd. So again, thank you so much for being here and I hope you enjoy. Let's dive right in. I'm your host, Katrina Macias, and you are listening to Practical Alignment. In last week's episode, I shared about my experience of feeling stuck and stagnant for a period of time. And once I moved through that experience and began telling a new story of optimism and momentum, I decided that I needed to do something completely out of the box to keep me on the trajectory of expansion. And so for a while, I was getting this calling to start working with someone new, someone like a teacher to help me expand my own gifts and to hold me accountable in that expansion. And because I didn't want to fall back into the cycle of stagnation again, I felt like having support from someone else would be a really good way to do that. So the first step for me to reach that goal was to set the intention to actually work with someone that was going to help align me with the next version of myself. The first step was to just release it outward. And I had this vision of myself of being confident and self-sufficient and being of service. And I really wanted to bring that to life. So I made sure that the universe heard me and I talked about it more Um, spread it out in my environment, had conversations with people. I started asking around if other people knew any life coaches or teachers that would help align with me. I started praying about it and asking the universe to send someone and bring someone to me that was perfect for me. And yeah, that was the first important big step was letting it be known what I wanted and being clear about my goal. So after setting this very clear intention, some time passed and my former mentor, Serena, messaged me and said that she had someone in mind that would be a really good fit for me. And she put me in contact with my now life coach, Lilia. And so Lilia and I scheduled a discovery call, a consultation to get to know each other a little bit. And during our meeting, we were feeling each other out and sharing about ourselves. And this is like a really important step in learning to work with someone and making sure that they're aligned with you. It's just spending some time getting to know each other. And I really appreciate what Lilia offered me because it was a lot of time and unconditional presence. I've had discovery calls with other coaches in my past. And 
in my experience with them, it felt very rushed and very sales pitchy. And that really freaked me out because I really wanted to know more about them to see if our personalities even matched. And I think it's really important to take that time for both the client and the service provider to make sure that they like each other <laughs> on some extent. Like I'm pretty picky about my clients because I want to make sure that I like them so that I can provide them the best service possible and that I can give them my full heart, you know, in providing that service. I'm pretty upfront about what I can provide and what people can expect from me. And there have been a couple of cases in my experience where I've met a few people who have been curious about my work, but they don't fully feel aligned with what I can offer. And so for me, I'd rather just not go in there at all then try to make something work especially if i just can't give from a full open heart you know it's much more important for me to actually do the work with someone than to just receive the paycheck and so when i can receive that same energy from someone else and know that i'm more than just money to them but someone that they actually want to help and guide that makes a big difference. And so Lilia definitely did that. And so that's something to really look out for if you're looking to work with someone is just if they really give you the time and value your perspective and have patience with you because I know that <laughs> hiring someone and looking to work with someone is a big deal and it can seem like a big commitment. If you come at it with desperation, chances are that the results that you get are not going to be what you actually want. So honor yourself and be picky about it you know be picky with who you choose to invest your time and money in and having someone who provides a service that is also picky is really a good sign as well because it shows that they at least have some integrity in their work so anyways i definitely felt this from lilia we were vibing out <laughs> and yeah it was going well but at this point, I was feeling kind of apprehensive, like a lot of bit curious because like I said, this was a new commitment for me. This was a new process for me in general. And eventually we got to the point where we had to discuss the practicalities like money, program details, etc. And I was anticipating this part the most because the money factor, quite honestly, was what I was most concerned about. And I'd say that the only thing that was keeping me from working with a life coach in the past would have been the money aspect and so I was nervous to be honest I was like damn how much is it gonna be what's the damage baby to be honest I think I was sending super mixed signals out energetically because on one hand I was so ready and committed to expand and grow and the other part of me was apprehensive you know naturally and I was hoping and trying to actually even manifest the lowest rate possible from a life coach in order to help me reach this expansion. So do you see how it just kind of doesn't really add up? Like I wanted to be big, but I still wanted to play small. <laughs> and not to say that you can't find a life coach or a mentor or someone who can provide any sort of guidance to you for an affordable rate. Of course, those people exist. I even think that I exist in that realm. <laughs> but I guess that I would say that one of my pitfalls in this scenario was that I was a little too hyper-focused on the price of hiring a life coach rather than what I wanted to achieve or receive from working with one. So anyways, yeah, we got to the money part and it was really interesting. 
So Lilia shared with me her prices and I'm going to be completely transparent with you all on how much that I paid for it. She shared with me that to work with her for three months with a meeting every week would cost 3,000 euros, which translates to around 4,000 US dollars. And when she told me this, I felt my chest constrict and I was like, and I felt all these like heavy emotions come forward. And I was mostly just like frustrated and disappointed because I really wanted help and I felt like I couldn't afford it. Like I felt like, oh my God, here I am asking for help and here I am getting just like faced with something that I can't do anything about. And so I like clearly my demeanor changed when she told me her prices and I shared with her what I was feeling and I told her like to be honest I feel like crying and she was so wonderful and completely held space for me and she told me like it is so important for you that if you're feeling sad to cry right now and I was like yes queen this is exactly what I talk about so this is another like alignment (laughs) clear like signal but anyways she just let me cry and it was pretty funny like looking back in hindsight like I love it I love (laughs) that I went through that but here I was sobbing because I felt like I couldn't afford it and I let myself feel those feelings and she let me feel those feelings and yeah, I boohooed and she sat there with me as I got it all out of my system. She showed me so much understanding and patience in a way that was never really shown to me before so it was really refreshing, at least when it came to a life coach, right? Because I worked with a money coach briefly and when I was enrolled in her group program, the energy of that was very like, like I said, like fast paced, boss up, get with it energy. And so there was always like a feeling of being rushed and having to like expedite all my feelings. Whereas this time, like I felt very cared for, like there was no rush of like early bird pricing or this offer is going to run out soon, things like that. It was just kind of like, all right, take your time, do what you need to do. I'm here. I also want to share another example of an experience that I had working with a coach or speaking to a coach that wasn't as pleasant as the one that I had with Lilia. We were on a discovery call or a consultation together. I had booked one because I had listened to her podcast and I really felt connected to her. I wanted to know more about her and so we scheduled this time together and when we spoke I was really excited. It was cool to talk to her one-on-one and we were pretty much vibing like having a good time and then she shared with me one of her offers and told me her price and when she told me her price it was a little much for me at the time and I didn't really feel fully connected to her yet so I told her thank you for sharing you know I think I'm going to need some time to think about this and immediately after letting her know that her demeanor changed towards me and it shifted from one of friendliness to a kind of disappointed and almost annoyed manner like I was wasting her time and I felt like shit (laughs) it did not feel good and in the moment I think I even felt guilty and a little bit like disappointed in myself for not saying yes Because I felt like, oh, I must not have a good enough mindset to just be able to say yes on a whim like this. But it was beyond that. There was clearly a lack of connection on an emotional level as well. Like we just did things differently, not to say she's bad at what she does. Um, It just wasn't for me. 
(laughs) And I'm glad that I realized that and didn't just say yes because I felt like I needed to, not only because I felt pressured, but because I wanted to prove something to myself. You know, I waited until I found the right person who felt completely aligned with me that could provide for me what I needed as an individual. I need what I know now is nurturing and patience and also accountability, someone to hold me accountable in a space of love, but not fear, (laughs) you know? And the thing that really made a big difference in my interaction with Lilia and in her holding space for me as I cried about her prices to her face is that she honored how I felt and she didn't try to rescue me from it either. She validated my feelings and she let me have my very human reaction without judging me. But one thing that I really love that she did is that she didn't coddle me. Um, It could have been easy for her to try to accommodate me during that time, especially since I was showing so much emotion, but she stayed firm in her prices. She didn't try to rescue me. She stayed exactly where she was. And in that space, she showed me not only does she have integrity because, you know, she knows what she's worth and what she charges, but it showed to me in a way that she believed that I could rise up to meet her at her level instead of bringing herself down to where I was, which was in panic and fear. So before we ended our call, Lilia basically just shared with me, like, take as long as you need, feel it as much as you need to feel it, process your feelings, and come back to me whenever you're ready. And I was like, dope. That's probably going to be never, but nice to see you. (laughs) Bye-bye. The funny thing is that I was so determined to not pay four thousand (laughs) dollars that it actually motivated me to work harder and do it on my own for a while and I like I had a burst of like creativity and a burst of motivation and so I was I was working for myself and I was doing well for a little bit and eventually I went back to feeling like hmm I still don't really know what I'm doing or there's still something missing and I kept thinking back to Lilia and I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being pulled to work with her and in these moments even though I felt like it was so absurd for me to be spending this amount of money I like tuned into it even more and I realized that this reaction to this amount of money was because I was behaving out of fear and scarcity and a lack of trust because to be honest like I could afford her prices I had enough savings to do it I just didn't want to (laughs) and up until this point I thought that my money mindset was juicy as fuck like I thought I had the best juiciest sexiest money mindset like compared to anyone around but clearly not right because I wasn't comfortable in making this big investment for myself and so when you find yourself retracting when it comes to money it gives you a great opportunity to check in with yourself and whether you're buying yourself like a small thing or getting yourself dinner or spending thousands of dollars it doesn't matter because money blocks can come up anytime so if you do notice yourself getting crusty when it comes to spending Take a second and ask yourself, like, what is my reaction to spending money teaching me about myself in this moment? For me, it was that lack of trust, fear, scarcity, etc. You can also ask, like, what is this reaction teaching me about my relationship to money in general? What internal things do I need more of in order to feel comfortable with spending this amount of money? 
because money is external right you can't say like oh i need more money in order to feel more comfortable spending money no money is external but what internal things do you need more of to feel more safe that can be like reflection, emotional work, meditation, mindset, work, like rest, all that is internal. Usually what I need if I'm feeling crusty about spending money is time to ground myself. If I'm feeling insecure about money, I usually start from the root. So I'll just sit there and soothe myself in whatever way feels most comfortable for me because it's very normal and very valid to feel really insecure and thrown off balance if money doesn't feel good because money to a lot of people provides a sense of security but i find a way to soothe myself separate to money our root chakras are our centers for feeling safe and secure in our environment and when we feel insecure with money that's often the center that is deeply affected and so i do spend a lot of time nurturing that center in myself how can i provide that sense of safety and security internally there are ways to do this mentally spiritually and emotionally you know and once i can do this i'm more open for expansion the ways that i soothe myself vary based on the situation but oftentimes things that really help are like spending time with people who i love so friends and family and really building like a sense of connection that feels safe to me that feels like home to me even so that is something that i do separate from money another thing is spending time with my animals and getting that sense of unconditional love that is so secure for me what else works? Being in nature, you know, or even resting and just sleeping. That provides me safety and nourishment. I place an importance on clearing my attachment to money being the only source of security that I can find. Because just like the examples that I named, it's not the truth. I don't beat myself up for feeling that way or call myself stupid for being small-minded. I just send more love to that part of myself that needs it. And once I do that, and once I'm more balanced in that aspect, my availability and my capability to connect to higher concepts that I, I know as deep truths but sometimes forget for example that money is energy that money is infinite that there are a plethora of ways that money can be made those things kind of go out the window when i'm in panic and scarcity mode right but once i soothe that part of myself i can reconnect to those concepts in a more stable way that actually feels true to me rather than like i'm lying to myself something really important that all of this taught me was that during this time I wasn't fully trusting myself I wasn't fully trusting in my capabilities because although I had this gut instinct and calling and deep desire to grow I didn't fully have the faith that I could make something amazing out of this investment I didn't really trust that I could take this risk and eventually prosper from it when I was operating from a scarcity mindset, when I, when I view myself energetically, I can see that I was shrinking myself. I was pulling in and I was contracting. And although I had this deep, deep desire, this calling and connection to work with someone, I was denying myself. Through this process, I learned that you cannot retract yourself into growth or success. It defies the laws of the universe. It does not work. It just doesn't make sense. You cannot shrink yourself into growth. 
Also, you know, doing the work that I do and believing the things that I believe in, having talked on this podcast before about money mindset and acting as if and trusting, I felt like denying myself this desire because of the money aspect was out of alignment for me because I talked the talk and now it was time for me to walk the walk. And because like, how can I even stand here with integrity on this platform and not practice what I preach? How can I hope for growth and trust and fulfillment in the collective if I don't start from within myself, you know? So that was obviously very important for me to uphold. Now there's a podcast episode called Doubt by the spiritual advisor that I follow named Reverend Sydney Finn. And she says that when you're not listening to the call of your soul, you're suffering. And when your soul is screaming at you and you're not listening, you are suffering because you are denying yourself of empowerment. And that is exactly how I felt. I was not satisfied and I knew I wasn't satisfied and I was sitting in it and doing nothing. You know, when you're not listening to your soul, you're sending signals to yourself that you are unworthy of having what your soul desires. You're shutting yourself off before you give yourself the chance to fly. And again, this relates to the first episode of the season where I talked about paying attention to what story you're telling. What are you perpetuating with your mindset and with your words? Through this experience, I had to reprogram myself to trust that with this investment in myself, I was going to grow, I was going to flourish, and no matter what, I was going to prosper and make a huge ass return on my investments on top of that. (laughs) You decide, you commit, and then you follow through with the actions to further yourself along the trajectory of what you desire and what you wish to create. And at a certain point, you just have to decide that you're worth it. You're worth it. You are so worthy of bringing your desires to life. And at a certain point, I had to decide that, yes, I was worth it. I am worth it. And especially as a service provider myself, I had to ask myself, like, if I don't invest in myself, how can I expect other people to invest in me? This whole process of hiring a coach was so much more than just paying the money to hire a coach. It was an act of love for myself to say, I am worth it. I am worthy. And I'm going to invest in myself and do the things that I need to, to align with a version that I'm proud of, a version of myself that feels good, that feels fully me and show up and be of service from that standpoint. And I'm going to do what it takes in order to make sure that I can show up with integrity and with pride. And I'm going to do that by saying yes to myself. When you say yes to the universe, the universe says yes back. It shows up to meet your internal world. And after I made my payment to my coach, I actually ended up getting my tax return a week later, which was way more money than I expected. And then on top of that, people in the US got a stimulus check. So it ended up covering all that I needed in order to cover the cost of my coaching sessions. Now, I honestly didn't even know that I was going to receive any of this money before I said yes. I just said yes. And then the money showed up later because I had actually been putting off doing my taxes because I was so anxious about them. I just didn't, I was just like freaked out by the process of it that I had no idea that all this money was waiting for me, but it came after I said yes, which I just think is like so beautiful and so in tune with the energy of it. You say yes. And then the universe responds to that. 
your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. And I actually love that the money came after I made the payment and that it came as a complete surprise because it was a response to me making that payment in the first place. Like, it didn't show up beforehand to make me feel better, especially when I was feeling crusty and sad about making the payment. It just wouldn't have made sense for it to be in my existence, in my field, when I was feeling nasty about it. But when I felt good and I led with trust, that's when it was ready to meet me. This whole process of receiving the money back was just like hella confirmation for me that I am supported in following the calling of my soul, just like you are. You will be supported in following the calling of your soul. Trust into that and align yourself with the actions and mentality to fully believe in it as well. The moral of the story wasn't even about receiving the money back for me. It was actually about the affirmation of choosing myself and the act of leaning into it fully with trust, you know, maybe even blindly and with full belief that when you listen to the calling of your soul, you will bless yourself. It will expand you and it will raise you higher. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to work with me or contact me, my Instagram is at Practical Alignment and my website is practicalalignmentkm.com where you can also book your free consultation to working with me to see if we are a good fit for one another. In next week's episode, I'll be sharing one of the most powerful lessons that I learned from working with Lilia, which is intentionally making it a habit to do something nice for yourself and how that can dramatically improve your self-worth. Until next time, I'll see ya. Bye!